Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. And greetings to one and all here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It's Monday night, and that means another edition of Caveman Corner, live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. We're located at 507 East McKinley Avenue, Mishawaka, just east of Division Street, just a jaunt from Liberty School. But it's another Monday night to get together to talk about Caveman Sports. I'm Brian Miller, voice of the Caveman. Dean Huppert alongside, and uh, we've got a great lineup to talk a little Mishawaka football tonight. And a special guest, Mr. Bob Schreider, is going to stop by. And, you know, what we should have probably done was just added an extra hour because Schreider's probably got more stuff to talk about. And that doesn't even include his Purdue knowledge. Oh, he's got stories for sure. One of the legends, a Hall of Famer for sure at Mishawaka High School. So we'll talk to him in just a little while. And we've also got the big cat, assistant coach Joe Caldroni, and a couple of the football players, the right guard and left guard senior Ethan Williams and senior Matt Willis so it's going to be a good show tonight and it's always a great show after we went on Friday nights and we can talk caveman football right well I I cannot think of a better way to respond than the the way the football team did Friday night with a a most convincing win over a over a darn good Concord team 31 to 7 I uh, not that I'm a bet man but if I was a bet man I would not have uh, labored that much money on that big of a, a lopsided of a win but uh Joe, your your kids play great. Uh, sure, you can brag about the offensive line later, but in uh, I guess the the whole picture, what a nice uh, bounce back win for you guys! Congratulations. I, I appreciate that, Brian. And uh, you know something we preach to our team, something Coach Kinder preaches to our team is you know we got to go one and zero every week. It's a trophy game, and you know we challenge the boys not not only up front, but you know finishing plays on defense. We got to win in the special teams, uh, in the side of things, and and you know. We challenged them all week, and they responded to the call and, and got it done, you know, for, for a trophy week. So we're back in, uh, we're back in play for a, a conference title. When you say you challenged them, so mentally, physically, or if you could expand on that, and keep in mind this live radio. But right, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, um, we challenged them physically and mentally, I would say so. Um, the boys up front, you know, we, we make them grind, mm-hmm. you know, they, they go to, they go to war every day. Um, and, and there's some of the toughest kids walking around our school. Uh, just, just the, the things that we ask them to do on a day in day out basis. Um, it, it's, it's not a fun ask and it's not a fun thing to do, but you know, they love us, they trust us and we put something at the, at their feet and they're going to go get it. So yeah, for some of our listeners, just to let you know who the Caveman football team, what they're doing this year, Mishawaka is 6-2, and two, and they um, have a 5-1 and one record in the NLC. So next week on Friday night, this Friday night, we're going to have senior night. Mishawaka plays Wallasee with a victory. It's likely going to be a share for the conference title, but a conference title is a conference title is an NLC championship all night long. So, Coach Calderoni, I, I, I know – 
offensive linemen and just like the guys you have here are unselfish but your coaching staff is like that a lot also it doesn't it doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as we get the job done and and the offensive line coaches I mean talk about the structure that you have there uh, because there's a guy on our staff who was just an Indiana all-star coach and and you guys love working together yeah and, and I'll tell you you know you know coach Buckman Mike Buckman was one of the reasons why I why I got into this profession. He was, uh, he was my offensive line coach in high school, along with Jack Hildreth, but uh, Jack's no longer in the coaching profession. But, you know, Mike's just one of those selfless guys that you just sit back and watch and you can learn so many things, not just about coaching, but being, being a good guy, a guy of good character, someone you want to be like. So, you know, it was when I got the call to come back, back to Cayman uh, country, it was, an easy, it was an easy decision because I got to – come back and coach with not only one of my best friends but one of my role models you were one of those guys six six three hundred when you're in high school i yeah. mean just one of those big physical presence uh we beat penn twice your senior year i mean these were the the days where mishawaka's offensive line was pushing people around talk about just getting that caveman football in your heart keeping it and now seeing these guys on the offensive line that they have the opportunity to say you know what i played mishawaka football it's a big deal it is a big deal, and, you know, a, a lot of pressure comes with being a crazed dog at Mishawaka because a lot of the work goes, goes unnoticed. Um, like, like going back to what we talked about, just the physical and mental grind that we push these kids through. You know, we've been playing this way at Mishawaka for decades, many decades. So it's like this is what we do. This is who we are you're going to get behind it or you're not going to be a part of it. Yeah, we've got a couple of our offensive linemen here with you right now, and Matt Willis, right guard, and, and our left guard, Ethan Williams. And, and I was joking to them when they came in because they sat one on the right side, one on the left side, and they left a space in the middle. So that, that's how an offensive lineman does it. But, you know, you just heard Coach talking about how they challenged you and how they push you. That's something you guys embrace. I mean, you want to be the best, and you're not going to go out to practice and expect something to be, hey, this was a lot of fun tonight. I mean, it's fun because they're preparing you for every Friday night. Am I wrong on that? Um, not at all. You know, you practice how you play. So, you know, them challenging us physically is always good because then we're ready for Friday nights, and those are always going to be physically challenging. Yeah, Friday night's got to be a lot of fun, huh? Uh, especially this week, just knowing it's senior night, that family's going to be coming out and the community will be out there. But this is an NLC game where you can take a picture after the game if you do what you're hoping to be able to do and win a football game. Yeah, and it's always very fun playing in games like this. You know, senior night, having family there, obviously, and then um, just, you know, fighting for a trophy, keeping it going getting ready for sectionals. Yeah. Matt, do me a favor. As, as we visit with Matt Willis and also Ethan Williams, I was supposed to call you the Big E. And, uh, there's one special guy that told me I had to do that. Colt Schalberg's listening down in Indianapolis right now. But, Matt, tell me the expectation of this offensive line. And, and Joe talked about it. Coach Calderoni talked about it just a moment ago. You were the lone member of last year's offensive line that was very highly acclaimed and uh, they were not shy about telling people how good they thought they were your role changed this year how difficult was that or was it an easy transition to move into kind of that leadership role as a senior I don't think it was a terrible transition for me you know it obviously took a little time you know uh, like it would you just would expect it to you know sitting in the back kind of helping people out from last year and years prior but uh, yeah, 
turning into a leader this year and kind of helping people figure out how to do what they need to do on Friday nights, keep their energy up during practices. It's been fun. And this offensive line starting to see the cohesiveness come together and you guys seem to get better and better and better every week. Talk about the improvement. Yeah, obviously we've been able to build a lot of chemistry and like everybody's been figuring out roles and stuff like that. And I think we've got all, just about all of it figured out now. Now kind of moving as a machine and working well. Number 51, Matt Willis, senior offensive lineman for the Mishawaki Caveman, and also Ethan Williams alongside. Ethan, grab that microphone for just a minute because I have to ask you, you know, waiting for your turn. It is not always the easiest. It is not always the most glamorous in any sport, but Mishawaka football with the tradition, and you had to wait your turn to step in, and now you've had a great year as an offensive lineman. You're taking care of the long snapping duties. Talk about uh, the opportunity that you're getting now as a senior here in 2023. Yeah, it's a really good opportunity to feel because, you know, when you're in the off season, you're just grinding and you're hoping you get that starting spot. Like as a junior, <clears throat> as a junior, you're grinding the off season and you're hoping you get that spot coming into the season. And then you got to grind during practice. And then where's the, when, there, when there's that guy better than you in front of you and he gets the spot and you don't, it's just wanting to make yourself push, push yourself harder. The camaraderie that you guys have. Now, I know there's the. I've heard all about the wing massacre that goes on at uh, Coach <laughs> yeah. Watts' house. Okay, some folks are on the listening on the radio right now, going, "What? It's just one very large picnic." Let's just say that uh, <laughs> that is dominated by offensive linemen from yesteryear and today. But the camaraderie, the building. How important is the chemistry for you guys that play offensive line? Uh, it's really important because you know you got to be able to trust the guy next to you. He's got to be able to get his job done, and you got to trust that he's going to get it done. Because you know, with our offensive line, it takes it, it doesn't just take one of us to get it done. Like all five of us have to get it done, or it's not going to work out. Coach, can you expand on these two guys and the improvement of this offensive line, and maybe these two guys individually in particular? I'll tell you, you know, this year coming into this year, you know, we had we had some obvious holes to fill. So uh, you know, we. We set the bar high to get go because we, you know, <laughs> we're not dropping it. We got a job to do. So, the the call for these guys was to get it done, and they answered the call. Just for example, you know, Ethan Williams is is a program kid. He's played in our program now for four years. Um, didn't get a shot. You know, kind of overlooked. Um, kind of had to go through some battles of his own to get where he is now. And I, I, I couldn't be more proud of the kid than I am right now. I mean, he. He's answered the call. He's grew, he's grown up. He's a leader. Um, he's doing the, the little things that we need to do to be victorious. And, you know, Matt's been playing as a sophomore behind some really good uh, crazed dogs. And, you know, this is his offensive line now. And, and he has learned to lead. He's gone through some injuries this year. But that's never stopped him from being the best teammate that he could possibly be. And uh, I'm glad he's back healthy now so he can he can lead us uh, for, for a conference title this year. And then uh, – off into sectionals. Yeah, Brian was mentioning long snapper over here. Did you, you do a little long snapping I, I did, in your yeah, day? Yeah, I, I thought I, you did. I did some, yeah, I did snap for PATs and punts. Yeah, talk about that, just uh, how important that job is because it's one mentality when you're blocking, trying to push somebody and trying to uh, just make that strength, that man-on-man. -man. But when you get to long snapping, now you got to have some finesse. you yeah, gotta, you, yeah. you got to have a little bit of both. You do. And, and you know, you kind of you kind of trick yourself as a big guy. Say, hey, I get to actually touch the football in this place. So, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You, know, yes. you, you get to touch the football. Well, and that's you, what you it feels like. You get to run like down it. and, you know, on punt, potentially make a tackle. And, 
hey, team needs me to snap a good good one for PAT here and get an extra point on the board. Yeah, and Ethan, if, if you could just talk about just some of the things that maybe you work on in practice because different weather conditions change probably the feel of the ball if it's wet, uh, just making sure that it gets back there. But there's got to be a rhythm to it that it's it's almost like a uh, what are those things that go back and forth? Pendulum. Yeah, there you a go. pendulum where you where you have that rhythm, um, but you're also worried about the snap count. So you're you've got a lot of things going on at one time. Uh, yeah, during practice, like if it's uh, a wet, rainy day, and I gotta go out and practice snapping, uh, I'm never gonna like wipe the ball off and make it dry because that's it's not gonna happen in the game. Gotcha. So I want to practice how it's gonna be in the game and. I just get the job done by playing how I'm going to That'll get a big game. bucket, dip them, the water bucket, and dip, dip the ball in there. I know they say that, you know, that's what they show some of the uh, the pros do and the, yep. the high school teams do and, and whatnot. Uh, Joe, i got to ask you. I've heard you mention it two or three times, the nickname, Crazed Dogs. Who invented that? Where did it come from? How long has it been a part of the Mishawaka football tradition? You know, I, I don't want to misspeak on this. Uh, Dean McCool would be the guy to ask about this. The walking um, encyclopedia of Mishawaka football, yes. He is, yes. He's done his research. Um, but crazed dogs have been around as, as, for as long as I can remember. I, I can remember growing up as a little kid, you know, wanting one of, wanting one of those crazed dog T-shirts, and it just so happened that I, I got to become one, and now I'm coaching them. But it's our it's our mo it's who we are we we want to play nasty we want to be physical we're not afraid of getting dirty and muddy and you know we don't we don't need the 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 glory you know we're we're putting the team on our back and we're getting it done when it matters is it i guess is the self-satisfaction thing guys when and either of the matt or ethan grab the mic and answer this question ethan um there's no stats for the offensive lineman in the papers or on the radio or, you know, on, on max preps, but certainly there are stats, missed blocks and missed assignments in, in the coaches' meetings and in, in, the, in the film sessions. But how self-satisfaction, how much self-satisfaction is there when Brady Fisher scores a touchdown or Novell Miller busts one off for 37 yards or, you know, the end around and here comes uh, uh, here comes Caden uh, for a first down. Uh, how just how self satisfaction? Much self satisfaction is there for that? I mean, uh, it just it feels really good just to be able to move the ball in general. Like when there's a play that the ball either gets stopped at the line of scrimmage or a loss of yards, that makes us want to go extremely hard the next play and do way better. And so it's just it's a big job in the offense that the crazy dogs need to do their job for the ball to be able to move. And just to let some of our fans know, the sectional drawing was yesterday. So Mishawaka drew Goshen. We'll be at Goshen. Not next week because in Class 5A and 6A, there's a bye. So Mishawaka will have a week off. It's going to be nice for you guys to take a breather, maybe heal some things up, and then it's going to be South Bend Adams and Concord on the other side of the bracket. So if Adams would happen to win and Mishawaka would win, we would be at home. If Concord wins and Mishawaka wins at Goshen, we would – go to Concord so uh, that could be a, a tough road but it, it doesn't seem like the road bothers you guys that you know if you get the opportunity to play on the road in the sectional it's playing for a trophy I mean just talk about that uh, that opportunity to to represent Mishawaka and and to know that sometimes those fans can get a little crazy but you've got to keep doing your job <laughs> um, you know yeah uh, we always have to do our job every week you know it's just like he said if the ball obviously doesn't move or anything it becomes a 
thing where we'll all ask each other just what did we do wrong together and it's always on the o-line really yeah and um but yeah the road doesn't really seem to bother us too much you know turf or grass our o-line can usually play really well on any type of field you have a preference Pat? um grass grass yeah yeah. Why is that? What I mean, what is it for you? I mean, is it when you land or the push or what? What's better about grass for you? Um, you know, usually in the Mishawaka offense, as an old lineman, you're going to be falling on the ground a decent amount, and you know, turf, turf obviously doesn't feel very good to land on, not as good as grass does. And then also, you know, I like being able to dig into the ground on like turf, you know. Yeah, you know the managers like turf. <laughs> yes, those uniforms, yeah. especially like that's, last Friday night. That's the last job I would want. <laughs> they get a little bit dirty for sure. We are talking Mishawaka football here on a Monday night edition of K-Bank Corner, broadcast live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill here on 960 WSBT. Hi, I'm Brian Miller with co-host Dean Huppert. We're being uh, just having the chance to sit around and talk a little football with offensive line coach Joe Calderoni, a 2009 Mishawaka graduate. Also, seniors Matt Willis and Ethan Williams. Matt, has it hit you that senior night is just a few days away? Um, yeah, it's obviously hit. You know, we've been talking in practice and things like that, just talking with parents, obviously, just getting ready for senior night and um, really fighting for this win. You know, obviously, senior, even though senior night's just a, basically a little walk with your parents, but it's like a – Big, bigger type of game, you know, because there's an event going on. You know, you got to play your hardest, got to try for the win. Yeah, and if you could just talk about what what these seniors mean to you, you guys go through a lot, uh, Ethan, and just uh, talk about what this class class means to you. I mean, people talk about brotherhood, and they talk about, but you guys, uh, if you don't know what zero hour is, they come in early <laughs> in the summer, and that's a tough deal. But you're encouraging each other, and you're there for each other all day long, all night long. Oh uh, yeah, this uh, our class is. We've been together. We've been playing together since MFL. John Young. I mean, we've had a lot of guys that have gone through just probably at least eight years together. We've been together eight years, and zero hour is uh, it's it's challenging, and we challenge each other, and we try to challenge the younger classmen to push their hardest and to push even more than what they think they have so they can prepare for the next year yeah coach Calderoni if you could just talk about what what family means to you when it comes to not only football but your family's a, a big family here in Mishawaka uh, I mean anybody who reads wedding magazine uh, wedding mag knows that you got engaged on uh, Christmas Eve and, and uh, a few years ago so you and Lauren have obviously started your family but as you see your family cheering on Mishawaka and your dad's working here uh, for these guys, maybe they haven't seen it yet, but it, it's true. I mean, being a Mishawaka football player and being part of that family, it's going to be forever. You know, it, it is forever, and I, you know, I got a lot of pride for for Mishawaka, and especially the football program. Um, you know, I played for my uncle Jim Aldridge uh, my first three years, um, and my dad was always a role model of mine, assistant principal, and then then went on to be the principal um my mom played she she played basketball at mishawaka um and then and then now my my wife played volleyball at mishawaka and then just you know falling in love with her and getting to build our family we got three beautiful kids that you know i thank god for every day and uh so are they the little cats is it you know asher my son he <laughs> he likes to go by big dog so uh he, oh, okay. he's claimed big dog you know we'll see if it sticks but uh they're definitely my reason why. 
I, I see your dad down and you know a lot of times he's down on the field or he's walking and you seem cool as, as could be during the game, but <laughs> your dad is watching that line and just making sure that everything's going right. <laughs> you know, he's actually stood in that spot for a number of years. It's where he stood when I played. I knew if I had a bad block, <laughs> and I, my eyes went directly there, and I could tell exactly what he's saying just by his face. So, uh, you know, seeing him still there, it, you know, walking onto the field every Friday night, it kind of gives me those goosebumps because it, that, that nostalgia feeling yeah. and, you know, just seeing him there, the support he has for us and the caveman, you know, makes me feel really good. Well, wrapping up our first segment here, we'll be visiting with Bob Schreiner here in just a few moments on Caveman Corner from WSBT Radio. But, uh, Joe, i got to ask you, from an overall standpoint, obviously, Wawasee, you win, you're a conference champion. Now, you will be sharing it with the winner of the Northridge-Warsaw game, and they're going to play as well Friday night, but... What does this team have left in the in the kettle for this season, and just how much better can this ball club get? Not just your offensive line, but overall as we look forward to week number nine, and then certainly the sectionals, and hopefully beyond. Yeah, you know, we we talk a lot as a as a coaching staff, and we we've kind of come to the realization that this team's going to achieve as much as they want to achieve. We got all the tools where we need to have them. And we got the the horses up front, and once we stay locked in and keep grinding away, you know, we. Every opponent is faceless in our minds. We're, we're playing ourselves every Friday night. So buckle up, get it done, and, and, you know, this team can go as far as we want them to. Well, I will say this, and not to embarrass you in front of a couple of your players, but having uh, been the stepdad of one of your offensive linemen, these kids think the world of you and Coach Buckman, and uh, you guys do a marvelous job. And, uh, hey, let's, let's win a sectional, let's win a conference championship, and who knows, let's maybe play uh, sometime around Thanksgiving weekend. That'd be, that'd be the ultimate. So I'm all in for that. I'm congratulations in. on uh, what has been a great season, and we're far from over. Okay, guys, we, we, you studied for the quiz, right? All right, rapid fire as we wrap it up with Matt Willis and Ethan Williams, seniors for the Mishawaka football team. Okay, here we go. Uh, Matt, I'll lead off with you. Favorite class, favorite subject in school? Uh, well, let's help if we turn the mic on. There we go. <laughs> math for sure. Math for sure. Ethan, how about you? Uh, I'll go say math as well. All right, so that's two for two. Favorite teacher, Matt? I've got Mr. Rice. Yeah? i got Mr. Brickner. Very good. How about your favorite uniform? Is it the road white, the home maroon, or the alternate gray? you got to go with the brand-new grays, man. Ethan? I'm also with the gray. It looks really nice. Wait till you're a broadcaster and you can't read the numbers. Then we'll have another conversation, <laughs> okay? Uh, favorite pregame or postgame meal? Any uh, specific uh, go-to uh, dining choice pre- or uh, postgame? It may sound weird, but I can't eat before, before games or anything like that, you know? I, no matter how many games I play, I always feel like I get a little bit of nerves, you know? That's all I feel right. Like eating. And how about postgame, though? Oh, post game is just anything in front of you, right? <laughs> yeah, literally anything. Whatever parents are trying to make, you know. There you go, Ethan. How about you? Oh, post game. I don't like. I'm pre game. I don't like to eat too much. I'll probably have a couple granola bars. Not even that, maybe. Post game. Post game. I I always go to his house after. So whatever his parents make, I'm gonna eat. I'll just bring the Rossini pizza over. I guess. Yeah, that'll right? work there too. There you go. There you go. Okay, favorite pro sports team. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. Favorite college. Sports team. Uh, Notre Dame. Good, that boy. How about it, Matt? Uh, I got the Minnesota Vikings for the pros. And? And the Miami Hurricanes for the college. Ooh, that's, uh, that's digging deep there. Okay, yeah. last but not least, <laughs> are you superstitious? If so, in which way? 
Um, no, not really at all. No? Superstitious. E, how about you? Uh, not really. That's a good thing, I guess. Not really. You I mean certainly in baseball, if you step on the chalk line, you're in trouble, and you guys don't can't worry about stepping on the lines. You've got a lot of work to do. But hey, on behalf of Dean and myself and all of us, uh, the the fans of Caveman Country, congrats on what's been a nice season. There's a lot more to play for. Enjoy the run, enjoy the ride, and uh, best of luck Friday night. Yeah, thank you. All right, that is Ethan Williams and also Matt Willis, seniors, along with assistant coach and offensive line coach Joe Calderoni, the big cat, the 2009 grad from Mishawaka High School. We'll take a timeout here on K-Man Corner with Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller. We'll come back to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, and we'll visit with Bob Schreiner after this timeout on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Back to Caveman Corner. We're at Monterey Mexican Grill. It's been an exciting night. In just a moment, we'll talk to Bob Schreiner about Mishawaka Athletics and all the great things he's done. A few caveman sports notes. Liam Bauschke and the boys and girls cross-country teams go to the New Prairie Cross-Country Sectionals this Saturday. Good luck to both teams. And the volleyball team starts their run Tuesday, check that, Thursday at Michigan City. If Mishawaka wins, we're going to play Plymouth Saturday at 1 o'clock in the semifinals. The other two teams, Laporte and Riley and Adams, they're going to be in that sectional as well. So hopefully Mishawaka can win on Thursday and then play Saturday morning, play in the championship Saturday night. And this Friday is Senior Night at Steel Stadium. 19 players and a senior manager, so check it out. It'll be on the Mishawaka Network and also on 96.1 FM. Joining us now, Mr. Bob Schreiner. Over 30 years at Mishawaka. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, uh, before you came on air, that 1980 was the time you came here. And I don't know if we've got enough time for this show, for all the memories, all the great things that uh, that you've done. But athletic director, trainer, you've been a supporter of Mishawaka Athletics all these years. I loved every minute of it. I, it uh, I don't know whether it was getting close to the kids and coaches and being part of that competitive thing. Uh, mostly, I think it was just uh, I learned early on that a lot of the youngsters weren't getting the care they needed when they were hurt. Yeah. And uh, I, I spent my time studying athletic injuries and, and rehab, and I got to know some fantastic physicians in the area that were kind enough that if I, if I called them, they would see our kids because I knew that was who needed to see them to get the care they needed to recover and come back and, and play again. Yeah, and some people are a trainer. Some people are an athletic director. At one time, you were both for at the same time. That's crazy. For yeah. a few years, yes. <laughs> Never a dull moment, was there? No, there really wasn't. Uh, it, it was busy time. I mean... Uh, I made comments a lot of times. My my wife and I usually had breakfast together. A lot of times by the time I got home at night, she was already in bed because I had been traveling in, you know, in the area, but I didn't get home until 10.30, quarter of 11. Right. Uh, it uh, it worked. We, we both retired in 2011, so I, uh, I had been in New Hampshire for a year at Culver Military for 12 and then 31 years here. So, What is it about helping kids, helping a community that, that just drives you? Because you were somebody who was always on the sideline, always accessible, and you still are. I, I, I call you and I ask you for a favor. Hey, he was refereeing the elementary track for us last year, uh, does swimming officiating, but uh, you're always around and helping out kids. Well, and that's that's why I've kept my track license and my swimming license because it gives me a chance to still be back with the kids when they're competing. 
uh, it, for me, there's just something about watching that. I, I, I was a JV athlete at best when I was in school. Uh, and it just makes you feel like you're a bigger part of everything if you're involved that way and, and helping those kids. Uh, and it's at a time when they need it because they're trying to make up their mind which direction they're going to go. I mean, they can go off the deep end and not be worth much to themselves or anybody else because I've seen that happen, unfortunately. Uh, I also know that... Uh, when I was at Culver Military Academy, I could not understand how the officers in the Commandant's office could go to work in the morning because all they saw all day, every day, were the kids that broke the rules. And I, I said, I couldn't live that way. I mean, yeah. I get to see the good good kids. And there are the good kids. Sure. These kids that are involved in sports, they've got something driving them, and they've got a purpose in life. And it's so much better to see that than somebody who just you know gives it up and Turns their back on everything. Yeah, Brian, you talk about being in the heyday. I mean, coming here oh, in yeah. 1980 in Mishawak Athletics, wow. I mean, that, uh, he, he got to see some of the greats. So, Bob, i got to ask, so what brought you to Mishawak or who opened the door for you? Or Give us a little little history on that. Dr. Reedy, who was the team physician at the time when I came, Dr. Reedy uh, was talking to the school board and trying to convince them he realized how – big Mishawaka's athletic program was as far as a strong program and and he told them if you're going to continue to grow like this you need to have an athletic trainer these people are, are trained to recognize athletic injuries how to rehab them you know so that when it is time to come back the right decision is being made and they're coming back when they're 100 percent ready to com compete again and uh, eventually he got through to them, and uh, they uh, decided to hire an athletic trainer. I was close enough down at Culver Military Academy that I got a, a letter in quickly. Uh, I, the irony of it is I interviewed at the administration building, which mm -hmm. at the time was the Eberhardt Estate, over at the end of Miami Club Drive. And then... About 12 years later, so that's where I built my house. Wow. <laughs> wow. And the other iron, ironic thing about me coming here, I met John Danaher the day that I interviewed. He was the athletic director. That was the first time I met John. Wow. We grew up five blocks apart in Lafayette, Indiana, and both went to the same parochial grade school. Now, he was a seventh grader, and I was a second grader, so we didn't know each other, but I, I had not met John, yet we grew up in the same, basically the same neighborhood in, in, in Lafayette, Indiana. Well, here in Mishawaka, Indiana, you guys are running one of the, the best athletic programs in, in the area, if not in the state, so, wow, that, that's, that's a great, great story. Uh, but i got to ask you, on, on a whole different level, so maroon and white, and I know there's a little Purdue black and gold. Are they all the only colors in your wardrobe at home, or do you do you, do you have to go out of the uh, the uh, the norm once in a while and mix it up? Pretty much. <laughs> but and, and maroon and white were my colors at Culver. Very true. Because they were the, they were the same down there. Uh, no, I, I I I was happy last Thursday on the dedication of the garden for Marvin Wood. I started to put on my black rain gear that I wear when I go down to Purdue football games and it's bad weather 
And I said, wait a minute, I've got a whole maroon suit that's in the back of the closet. I hadn't worn it since I retired, <laughs> but I pulled that out. And one of my maroon caps with a with the M on it, and I thought that you know, if I'm going to go to to this thing, it's all about Marvin Mishawaka. I, I got to have the right colors. You know, what a day that was, yeah, and, and what an appropriate tribute for the legend Marv Wood. Bob, you've seen so many moments in Mishawaka athletics. Are there one or two that stand out, uh, and maybe something as simple as at a practice or at, a, at a, an awards assembly or maybe in the heat of, of a big uh, uh, game, match, meet, or whatnot, and all the things you've covered over the years? Well, see, I got lucky. My first year here, we beat Penn in a football game. We didn't beat them again for many years. And that night when we did, and uh, my old neighbor Bart Curtis was the coach. He lived next door to me for a while. When we beat them that night, that that was one of the biggest. It was pretty now, special. I, and I don't mean to, to denigrate the state championships that I was able to participate in with with our volleyball group. Those those kids were, were good athletes. They had... You know, great coaching and, and as far as their skills and discipline it needed to play those sports. But uh, <laughs> those kids are good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I look back at Sharon Versip. My goodness. I She played basketball better than half of the boys that I knew that played basketball. Now, we had some good boy players, too, and they, they were – very competitive. She was. That was the first time I saw a young lady that. Well, had, she was a three-sport athlete because she played yeah, volleyball. She, volleyball. she played basketball. Oh yeah, and by the way, one Miss Basketball also softball, played softball. Yes. Yes. She actually came to our softball alumni event to celebrate the 50 years of Title IX just uh, just over a year ago. Well, and I still contend she'd have been a state champion in track and field in the long jump had she opted to do that. I mean, well, that, what about the high jump? My goodness. I, <laughs> Her vertical was incredible. Yeah. It, it was 38, 40 inches. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, well, I, yeah. To get a chance to work with those kids, and, and and they put a lot of trust and faith in me because they would come to me and tell me. Now, there there were a couple of times when I had a, an athlete that, you know, would try to keep something away from me. One of them happened in a football game, and it was a, it was a serious injury. He had broken his arm. But I, I finally saw what was going on and got to him but uh he he went off that night without coming back to see me but we tracked him down and finally got that arm taken care of because he i i don't i don't i don't want to mention his name because i don't want to poke fun at him or complain but uh, he after that because he was a couple more years with us after that but he he knew you kept a little closer tabs on he knew to let me know because (laughs) i that's Early on, a couple of them thought that, no, don't tell him because then you won't get to play. Well, that's not always the case. If you don't get to play, it's not because I don't want you to play. It's because it's not to your best interest and health to play yet. Wait, you know. That's a hard uh, That's a hard uh, sell sometime to a 16-, 17, 18-year-old athlete. You know, Brian, sometimes you feel like you're in a wax museum talking to somebody who's been there and seen it all. And, and this is the greatest compliment because, I mean, you were there with Marv Wood, 
and Al Smith. Uh, you talk about Sharon Versup. I mean, the sectional championship of 86, we were talking about that boys team for a long time until Mishawaka won it this past year. Uh, it, it just has to be so exciting to to think back and, and to remember. And when you see the Marv Wood statue, talk about Marv and just, uh, you know, people look at his stature and he wasn't a very big man, but when he came into a room, he had your attention. Yes, he did. And he, he, was, able to, he was able to inspire people because the words he said, he meant from the heart. And I imagine I didn't see him coaching at the high school level, but I watched him. I watched him at St. Mary's, but he had everybody's attention. Had every time. it not been for Sharon Versip, I would not have gotten him to to see him coach either. Because when John Taylor, our That's girls' right. coach at the time, had a heart attack, she went to Marv yep. and asked him if he would come out of coaching retirement. He was working as a counselor at the high school, and and coach them while Mr. Taylor was, you know, under the weather, and he agreed to do that. So I did get to spend. The, re- the whole rest of that season, because John didn't truly come back until the next year. But, uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. And he, he just had a way with the kids. And a lot of it came out in some of the comments that they made at the dedication the other day. I mean, he, he explained things to them and the reason why. And it wasn't uh, an authoritative. It wasn't know, my way or do, the highway. The, no, it wasn't. Uh, the whole thing about that statue down at the park now. I remember seeing, you know, when that was portrayed about it's the same thing, it's a bigger gym, but the floor, the dimensions are all the same. It's 15 feet from the free throw line. It's 10 feet to the basket. And then when they got down there, three of those kids got together, lifted one up on the shoulders and with a tape measure and measured it down. By Lord, it was 10 feet high. Yeah. And just those kinds of things that put put those kids at ease because there's a lot of nervousness and and even some fear sometimes when, you know, this is big, you know, state finals. I've been at, uh, Did he do something like that at Mishawaka also? I mean, we know not, it from Milan, but, I mean, the coaching that he did here. The, uh, all I saw was the his demeanor, demeanor with the guy. kids yeah. and the, the the way he talked to them and handled them, which was yeah. excellent. Uh, when his book came out, I, I bought four or five copies and asked him if he'd autograph them. And I gave my brothers one and my dad one. And I've, I've got one. I, uh, Marvin, his wife, stood up for my son at his confirmation at church. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they, they just, I was so happy to see Mary Lou at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 In, yeah. in one of my earlier stops in radio over at Elkhart. Uh, we, for many years at WTRC, would have a Student Athlete of the Year award, and it was rightly named before I arrived on the scene there in 98, but uh, was named the Marv Wood Award, and he came for many years in the mid-90s, uh, and uh, then in my first couple of years would come and actually present the award. He and Mary Lou would come to the banquet that we did every year, and I will never forget standing in that line uh, at his funeral uh, to honor his legacy and uh, what a man he was. And I only knew him just a small crumb on the table and compared to how some other people knew him, but uh, there were few men better, and it's still a joy to, to run into Mary Lou Wood around town, yes, no doubt. Well, I, and I, I've met quite a few different people that uh, had it not been for what I was doing with the schools and athletic training, it, I'd have never met him. I, you yeah. know. 
Hey, okay. we're visiting with Bob Schreiner. I need to chime in here real quick. And he, a uh, longtime uh, assistant athletic director, athletic director, athletic trainer, over three decades of service to School City of Mishawaka and Mishawaka High School. Bob, I have to ask you, of all the things you've seen, I mean, the 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 pool and all the the maturity of of that is is a is a that, school and then adding the West Gym and all the other you know Baker Park being added uh, you, you've seen some amazing improvements. Girls so sports that, were just starting when you guys yes, were coming were. up. Yeah. And that was one. Of the, yeah, I was also the aquatic director <laughs> in your spare time. Well, but no, I had my certified pool operators license, and I basically I was the one that kept track of the water chemistry and the functioning of the pool and. The, there were many nights and Fridays and Saturdays that the phone would ring and I'd be back over at the pool for a couple of hours or, or whatever it took. I mean, that that was just what I was here to do. I was here to make sure things ran right. Uh, one of my biggest accomplishments that I'm most proud of is Baker Park because I was pretty much involved in the layout and the construction and everything of that because I was getting close to to my years here but to get the soccer field there and softball and 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 baseball and the tennis court so it i remember emory petko showing me at summer camp when he and i coached together back in the 90s him pulling out a, a, a set of blueprints out of his car and saying i want to show you something that i think is going to happen and that was the first look at at, at baker park it was on a, yeah. a big piece of paper and i mean wow what a facility and hard to believe it's been here since 2009 and I've been in some of the meetings for the Hall of Fame committee, and and when Bob brings somebody up, I mean people listen because he's he's been there. He, you understand the qualifications of what it takes to be a Mishawaka Hall of Famer, and and a Hall of Famer yourself, you hold that title with with great pride. I do, I do, and uh, I I was really happy, you know, when they decided to put my name on the list for in, for induction. I said, you know. Longevity I had, but you know, <laughs> was I really that good or just lucky? <laughs> yeah, you're well, we were lucky to have you a part of the, of this program for such a long time, and I've been honored to work for you and with you over the years. And thank you. you know, I thank I, you. Have, I appreciated all my time here. I mean, uh, there weren't any any people that I would have to say I was forced to work with. I <laughs> no, I enjoyed them all. I mean, they they were they were different, and that was the great part about it. I, well, and we we appreciate your support. I mean, you come in every year and and help out Mishawaka Athletics, and I know it's not uh, uh, financial support; it's support from the heart, and and we always appreciate that. Uh, uh, one of the greatest of all time in Mishawaka, and and I don't say that lightly. So well, thank you very much. I I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Bob, congratulations on a great career. We could sit and uh, reminisce and talk about uh, milestones and moments and memories for uh, a long, long time, but uh, we are out of our time here before we have to get off to Monday Night Football. But, again, from the Mishawaka community, thank you for your service and all your years, and uh, I have a feeling we'll see you at a caveman game again real soon here. Oh, you will. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and uh, I know you'll have to say go Boilers, so uh, I'll uh, – I'll just say that for I you. I won't say that on the air. That's I'll all right. <laughs> Even though we are your home for the fighting hours, but that's okay. That is Bob Schreiner uh, after 30 years of service to the uh, school city of Mishawaka. So we've had uh, a great chance to reminisce with him and also visit with uh, offensive line coach Joe Calderoni and seniors Ethan Williams and Matt Willis. Great show tonight, and uh, I look forward to next Monday night. All right. Thanks, Brian. That is Dean Huppert. I'm Brian Miller, wrapping things up here on K-Man Corner from Monterey Mexican Barn Grill. Stay tuned. NFL Monday Night Football is just around the corner here on your home for the K-Man 96-1.
the ton. We will have the football action coming up on Friday night back at Steel Stadium when the Cavemen host the Wabasee Warriors on senior night kickoff at 7. We'll have the pregame on 96-1 at 6.40. Stay tuned. NFL football coming up next here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 